welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. God is a God of promises. He will always give promise. When you study the scriptures, there are so many, about 4,700 promises. God is a God of promise. When you go close to God, one of the things you hear is promise. And so that when God gives you promise, don't focus on the promise, but focus on the promiser. Most of the time, we focus so much on the promise, which looks, mm, this is like Mary. Say, so how can this thing be since I know no man? Because this doesn't look possible. No, it doesn't have to look possible. As long as it's God, he will take care of it. So when God promises you something, your focus must first be on the promiser. As you are looking at the promise, yes, you are looking at the promise, but at the back of your mind is the character of the promiser you are considering. Because if his character is that he does not fail, then it doesn't matter the nature of the promise, he will still deliver. Years ago, I am not a movie fan, but years ago, I think I watched a certain movie. I believe it's likely to be Jean Van Damme. Is it the right name? John. John Claude Van Damme. Okay. I know the Van Damme, but the other one. John Claude Van Damme. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's one of them. Their child was kidnapped. And this villain was threatening their child. And, and the child disrespected him. And then the child said, my dad will come and get me. And they said, no, your dad can't come here. We will kill him when he comes here. No one can get you. The, the child looked at him. Is he Van Damme or the other one? Commando. Oh, that's a very old movie. But I was very impressed the way she knew that. doesn't matter where you take me. My dad is, can, is going to come and get me. Doesn't matter the, the garrison, the, the armies around. He will come through and get me out. Her, her confidence was in the abilities of her father and the love of her father. She knew my father loves me so much and he can do anything to get me from out of any situation. When God promises you, you know that this my God. It does not matter how bad it looks. My God will definitely deliver. Because he is too faithful to fail. He has never lost one battle. Never. And so it's not your small situation that will make him lose a battle. So it's always important to consider the character of God when you come to him. So he said, he who comes to God must believe that he is. So you must know who you are coming to. But if you don't know the God you are coming to, Hebrews chapter 11, 6, if you don't know the God you are coming to, then Satan will sell some things to you about God. And that's how people can be in church and say, oh, this thing's not working and I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know. My friend, start looking for God. Start looking for the character of God. Discover God. It will, it will settle you down. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Some people are running helter skelter. You are everywhere. No wonder you are saying this thing. I don't even know whether it works. You are too unstable to know God properly. 
You are too flaky. Today you are in church shouting all over, hey, hey. Tomorrow you are not. You have gone under sea. Submarine, we can't see you. You are down there, we can't see you. Listen, can I advise you? Can I advise you, please? Remain consistent with God. All this hit and run, inconstant, flaky, unreliable, undependable, unstable approach to God, it doesn't help. If you are doing it, do it! Settle down! I know for some of us, you know, our backgrounds, um, we, we grew up facing life with our emotions. So when you feel good, everything is fine. When you feel bad, that's why you have destroyed a lot of relationships. Because when you, are, you feel good, everything is fine. When you feel bad, listen, it will cost you a lot in life. Yeah. God is faithful, too faithful to fail you. Even though you've had a lot of failed relationships, if you can trust God. You don't only trust God because you deserve it. Trust God because he's merciful. Because mercy trumps over judgment. He said, in wrath, remember mercy. In wrath, remember mercy. Mercy trumps over judgment. Because God is faithful. Uh, that's that scripture. Revise your works in the midst of the years. In wrath, remember mercy. So, brothers and sisters, once you know the character of God, that God is a promiser, you begin to relate with God based on his promises because of his character. It's very important. When you come to the subject of faith, I explained that faith is actually a reaction. Faith is not just a decision. Faith is a reaction. So most of us, some of us here, we decide, okay, now, now I'm going to do this faith thing. Please, before you choose to do this faith thing, remember, faith is first and foremost a reaction. A re- what reaction? And I explained that according to Newton's law of motion, action and reaction are equal and opposite. So to have a certain reaction, there must always be an action. So, and the force of the action will always determine the force of the reaction. Now, I explained that if we say faith is a reaction, then what is the action? That triggers the reaction. A reaction only happens when something is done. An initial action is carried out, then the reaction is react. So re in, in, in proportion or in response to the action. All right. So faith being a reaction means that there must be an action. And what is the action? The action is the word of God. So when the word of God, which is the same as the promise of God, comes to you, that word that comes to you, your faith can rise based on the word you have heard. So if you are making a decision to walk by faith, that decision means that you have to start exposing yourself more to the word of God. Because how can you get faith outside of the word of God? You can't can't get it. You can't can't go 
to a place where there's no coverage and still expect the phone is very powerful so it to work. No. Cell phones work based on coverage. So for your cell phone to work, even underground, you must have coverage. Then it can work. But if you, it doesn't have coverage, it can work. In the same way, for faith to work, it must have a word coming in. So in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says that faith comes. How does it come? By hearing and hearing of the word of God. That's what the bishop was trying to say yesterday. That it's not just reading, but you have to hear. There's something that reading does for you, but there's something that hearing does. That is why sometimes you have to speak it to yourself. Read it aloud and cause yourself to hear yourself read it. That's why in Psalm 118, verse 6, you have to say it to yourself. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Say it. You have to say it. You know what I'm saying? You, you wake up. You wake up. You are going out. You are, uh, you are going for interview. Before you call me to pray with you, you have to remember this verse. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord. Is, you are going to court. The Lord is on my side. You are going to buy something. You are going for negotiation. The Lord is on my side. You are sending in an application. When you finish filling it, say, the Lord is on my side. Say it to yourself. You have to to say so faith comes by hearing as you say it to yourself you hear yourself say it and faith is coming so don't think you are in faith when there has not been any word because faith is not just a decision it's a reaction so if it's a reaction it's you are reacting to something that has first come that's very important so we understand that faith is a reaction based on the promise of God that has come to you and you believe in this God. That is why it's always good to hear more about God, to know about the attributes of God, the characteristics of God, the things that God is able to do. And you hear about other people's testimony. All those things are pointing to trying to draw our attention about the kind of God we are dealing with. Yeah. So once you have this understanding about the kind of God, when he comes to you, because he had already been to Elizabeth. Now when he comes to Mary, he had to just refer Mary to have been to Elizabeth and is working for her. So then if I'm coming to you, this same God will work for you. It is the same message we heard that people have shared their testimony. So then if people heard the message being preached in this church, in this atmosphere, and they got their testimonies, now that you are also hearing, what does it mean? You are also going to get your testimony. But it didn't come because you just heard it, but it came because you have faith in God. So it's good to know about God so that you can walk with God. And we understood also on Thursday that your faith must be a faith that you speak. All right. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, that we, all have the same, we have also have the same spirit of faith. He says that since we have the same spirit of faith, according as it's written, I believe, therefore, I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Okay, so when you believe, you have to speak. Faith that is not, uh, faith that has not got confession, it can't deliver. You have to speak. For the woman said within herself, if I may touch the hem of her, his garment, speak. Let your faith, he says that, I, I've been quoting this scripture for the past two, it's so good. He said, what said it? The word is near you. Romans chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. He said, what said it? The word is near you. Where? In your mouth and in your heart. What word? The word of faith which we preach. 
that if, verse, the next, verse 9, said that if you all, if you confess with your pastor's mouth, no, with your own mouth, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, what happens to you? You'll be saying, ah! Some people say, me, I just believe. That's why I'm quiet. No, your quietness is going to block the manifestation of what you are believing. Don't be quiet. Please, I want us to learn some things. Two things with regards to confession. Try as much as possible not to be repeating things you don't want to experience in your life. They said this sickness cannot be healed. They wrote it. Don't be repeating it, telling everybody. If you want to say it to your husband, your wife, your mother, your sister, let them read it. Don't use your mouth to say it. Don't, don't, don't use your mouth to say something. The doctor asks you, what did I tell? What did I say? Meanwhile, he has just told you that you can't give birth. He said, what did I say? Look at him. But you just said it. Don't, don't repeat it. Oh, tell him, I will give birth. Is that what I said? Say, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, know, I will give birth. See, say what you want to see. It's important. But you see, don't just say, because they said you should say, actually, actually, that's how the system has been designed. You know, in UK, particularly in London, there's what we call the tube system. Yeah. It's been designed that I hear that when you use a child, child ticket, you put it, it makes some noise. Yeah, yeah that's how the system has been designed. <laughs> so you see a big man like this, and then, yes, hey, my friend, come, let's see your thing. <laughs> that's how the system has been designed. So the world and life, life is full of systems. Systems, the way things work. God also, when he created the world, he put a system in place. There's something called precipitation, condensation, and then rain. It's a system. The human body is full of systems. Not full, but I have uh, about how many systems? Are you sure it's five or seven? Six or five, six, seven. The respiratory system, the circulatory system, the nervous system, the reproductive system, the digestive system. Nervous system, that's why I've mentioned nervous immune, immune, immune. You don't know the rest. Yeah. The endocrine system, yeah, the, the enzymes and all those, yeah, the endocrine system. Maybe uh, if, you, if you are scientific, please behave like I'm right, okay? <laughs> those who don't know, they know uh, this is true. Yeah. But I know people might be watching who know that. But what's that guy saying? Please, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to talk about systems in the body. They are organs and they are systems and they are cells. They are all different. All right. So, even your body has systems. And people are, there are people who have specialized in systems. They are gynecologists. They specialize in feminine reproductive systems. Yeah. Specialized in all kinds of systems. And so, God, God created the world to have systems. So, when there are systems, things just get scientific. They just work. Why am I talking about systems? Because the world has been created to respond to words. So what you keep saying will become your reality. It's a system. It's a spiritual system that you don't have to be born again to see what you are saying. 
So even if you are not born again and you keep confessing some things, it will become your possession. Yeah. But, but when you are born again and you want to see the, the promises of God fulfilled in your life, then you have to go and start confessing what God has said. So speak God's word. Speak God's word. Speak, that's faith. So actually, your faith can never rise above the level of your confession. So if you are really a man of faith, we have to keep trying to listen to what you are saying. We will know whether you have, listen to yourself and you define whether you are a man of faith. Wow. Or you are a woman of faith. Listen to yourself. I get very worried when people pass casual statements. It doesn't, I don't like it, but sometimes you don't say it. Uh, maybe I'm be talking to my wife or my friend, and it might be a very spiritual person, but I would say that this thing is hard. I don't, I don't like those statements. It's difficult to. I don't like, I don't like those statements. But one day I was having a conversation with my wife. She passed some, some of this. It didn't mean it. She didn't mean it. But I said, my friend, stop saying that. You, you can't just say that. Things are tough. What do you mean by that? Mm. But, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. And actually, one day I had Kenneth Copeland, this about 15 years ago, he was preaching and he made that statement. That, 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 oh. He said, you know, is, this is actually grammar, English grammar to say, I'm afraid not. You know, so it's like, I don't know, or it's, no, I'm afraid I can't come. I'm a, I said, why are you saying that? Are you afraid of what? <laughs> Find a different way of saying it. So your faith has everything to do, the delivery of your faith has a lot to do with what you are saying. Please be mindful. There are a lot of parents who have butchered their children's future. Some of us are in a state because of what people keep saying about you. What your, that teacher said about you. We have to train our t children that they shouldn't accept some things. They say, say no, it will happen. Sometimes you, sometimes you need to speak back. Yes. What, what that man said about you, that you, which man will like you? And you know, sometimes it will, it will linger on, it will haunt you. And so when you come into Christ, you have to begin to speak against those things and refute those things, even though it has been said. Begin to dismantle it. Bible says that um, for the weapons of 2 Corinthians chapter Chapter 10, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, verse 4, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. To the pulling down of strongholds. And look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought or every imagination into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have to be able to arrest some thoughts and bring it into subjection to Christ. Before you became born again, some things were said about you. Some negative things, and you have been living your life like that. And it gives you depressive tendencies. The devil is a liar. Stop saying, I'm depressed, I'm stressed. And begin to bring some of those things under capt into captivity. To the obedience of God's word. Shout yes. Bring it. Arrest it. You can bring thoughts. It's a stronghold. What's a stronghold? Anything that holds you strong. Just a stronghold. You can bring it, arrest it. Said, bring it into captivity. Bring it into captivity. Said, every bringing every thought into captivity. You bring it into captivity. How does the NIV put it? 
Thank you, Jesus. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient. We take it captive. You have to obey God's word. You have to let your thought system be subjected to Christ. Force it. I'm very bad with math. You better stop saying those things. Nowadays, I keep forgetting so many things. Stop that. Stop that before it becomes dementia. You are killing yourself with what you are saying. Proverbs says a man's life will be filled with the fruit of your lips. He said, death and life. Can you imagine? He said, death and life lies in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life. What? What? Death and life. What? Death and life. Where are they? Not in the power of the gun. There are people who have killed themselves already. You've killed yourself. You've killed your marriage. I don't think this marriage is going anywhere. Oh, really? Oh, really? But I want it to work. But you keep saying it. I don't think it, it won't work. It won't work. It won't. Listen, it won't work. You said it. You said it. He said, every careless word that come out of a man, you, have, you give account for it. Matthew chapter, I think, 12, 36 or something like that. Say every careless word. But I say unto you, every idle word, men may say, they will give account. You will give account. Oh, I didn't mean it. You will still give account because it was an idol. It was a careless way. Should you have said that? You must learn how to keep speaking your healing. Keep speaking your healing. How are you doing? Ah, not so, not so well. All right, I'm not talking about confession, so let me move away from confession. So your faith is at the level of your confession. Okay? Faith without confession is fake. Because he said for faith to deliver with the heart, with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made. Watch this. Unto. So it's the mouth that finally makes it happen. What's in your heart cannot happen until it shows out in your mouth. So you, there are people who will also be saying things, but it's not in their heart. For God's word to work, you have to load it in your heart and release it from your mouth. Sometimes that's the essence of prayer, actually. Pray, can you imagine a word-filled prayer? God's word is, f- your, word, your prayer is full of God's word. Not just quotations, but God's word which you believe. God's promises. I see your story changing. Amen. Even the way you say the amen is a reflection of your faith. I said, I see your story changing. In the name of Jesus. Please sit down. So you, you, you believe God's word. You confess God's word. Yesterday I spoke about you act on God's word. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it said, Now, oh, now, faith is, right? Faith goes into the future and makes you start seeing it now. That is why it takes only, watch this, it takes only believers to be able to walk in the reality of what has not happened. It doesn't happen, but you are walking in the reality of it. We walk by faith and not by sight. You can only do it by faith. Sight means what has happened, what you see around. All right, so 
It's important to understand that there must be an action, corresponding action, like I was explaining yesterday, how Jesus saw their faith in Luke chapter 7, verse 50. In Luke chapter 5, verse 20. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. Matthew chapter 9, verse 22. Matthew chapter 9, verse 29. All these we saw in Mark chapter 5, verse 34. We saw that faith was at work. So Jesus told blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10, verse 52, Bible says that Jesus said, your faith has made you well. What has he done? So what he was doing, Jesus classifies that as faith. So it wasn't like um, something in his heart, but something that he manifested. Jesus said his faith. So faith must be seen, right? Said when Jesus saw their faith, 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 you know, so it, faith can be seen. Faith must be an action. So Hebrews chapter 11 said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good report. It says, for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things that exist were not made of things that are already there. Okay. Then the verse 4 says that by faith, Abel offered. Say, Abel offered. Abel offered. So by faith, Abel offered. And then verse 5, by faith, uh, Enoch was translated. Okay, Enoch was translated. Now, that is where he didn't, that wasn't his action. Because if you are being translated, you are not doing the work. You are not the instrumental cause, or you are not the one undertaking the action. Because he said he was translated. So it was like someone did something on him. So by faith, Enoch was translated so that he did not see death. But we also understand that before he was translated, he had the witness that he pleased God. So that's what he did. He did things that made God happy. But without faith, that's why he said, verse 6 said, but without faith, it's not possible. So the fact that the Bible said he pleased God, that means that he was doing some things by faith. That's why God, because that's why, that's why that scripture came in. He said, watch this. He said, but verse 6. Did you see the word that starts with verse 6? Let's look at how verse 5 ends. Verse 5. It says that, uh, before he was translated, he had, a, he had this testimony. What was the testimony? What was the testimony? What was his testimony? Then he said, but without faith, you can't please God. So really, he was trying to suggest that this guy was working by faith. He was pleasing God because you can't do it without faith. In fact, to please God, you really need faith. You really need proper, true faith to make God, wow, to make God smile over your life. So he says that, but, but, but without faith, it's not possible. He said, he used the, can you imagine? He used the word impossible. Forget it. You can't, how can you please God without faith? So the, man, the guy was working by faith so much, he pleased God. So what did, did he do? He pleased God by faith. That's why he said, by faith, he was translated. Because the, he being translated, he wasn't him that did the translation. God translated him. But because he pleased God, God translated him. But we know that he worked by faith. Then he goes on to say, by faith, Noah, verse 7. By faith, Noah, when he was uh, warned about things not yet seen, he, what did he do? Moved. By faith, Noah moved. By faith, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Amen. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Obeyed. So you can see, these are all actions. Actions. 
Abraham obeyed by faith. Sarah herself received strength to conceive. Why? Because she judged him faithful. So they all did something. They all did something. They all, those people who had faith, they did something. We see throughout that chapter of faith. And then it goes on to all these elders. Verse 13 says that even though they didn't, they died in faith. Oh, that's where I wanted to go. Die in faith. <laughs> Dying in faith. These all died in faith. They died in faith. They didn't change their persuasion unto death. They died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them. Because, watch this, faith allows you to see what others can see. So they saw it. So, so long as they were concerned, whether it has been done or not, whether they've physically given or not, they, that was not a problem because they've already seen it. But faith that makes you see, said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it hasn't physically manifested, but you have seen it. It, it's, it's a reality for you. So they died in faith. Now, what am I trying to suggest? Stay in faith. Amen. Some people say, oh, I've been doing it. I've been trying. It's not working. So I'm thinking of doing it. Don't die in faith. You are better. <laughs> you see, the faith you can't die for, you will be able to live for. Wow. Wow. The faith you are not willing to die for and remain consistent on is what is is, is affecting you. Saying that I've been believing, I've been believing, but I'm not seeing anything. And then he talks about how, by faith, Abraham offered Isaac. And then by faith, Isaac blessed. By faith, Jacob blessed. By faith, Moses, when he was of, of age, he refused to be called, no, he refused. Why? Because why are you doing this? What oh, this opportunity? This guy will marry you. But she refused. <laughs> He refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused it. And he preferred to suffer affliction with the people of God, forsaking Egypt. Can you imagine? Can you see that they were all doing something? By faith, they crossed the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down. By faith, in fact, it says that by faith, they kept the Passover. By faith, they, in the wilderness, by faith, they kept, I think in verse 28, Hebrews chapter, chapter 11, through faith, 20, through faith, they kept the Passover. So the reason why you, somebody asked you, but why do you keep going to church? You went to church yesterday. Why do you keep going to church? Not because there's a miracle for you. No, there is, but that should not be your, your motivation. Your motivation is, I'm, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a man of faith. So by faith, I keep the Passover. By faith. So you see, faith is action, action, action. The faith you have which cannot be seen is really a concern. Finally, I just want to, so faith is built on the word of God. Faith must have confession. Faith must have corresponding action. And faith mustn't be allowed to grow weak. Don't let your, so faith can weaken. If faith can be weakened, then faith can be strengthened. Yeah. So how do you strengthen your faith? Because how can your faith grow weak when it's being strengthened? It's an oxymoron. So it's either growing weak or it's being strengthened. So which direction is your faith going? Is it the strength direction or is it the weak direction? 
Jesus, Jesus said, oh, thou of little faith. Why did you doubt? Because he started walking on the water in Matthew chapter 14 from verse 28. He started walking on the water, but when he saw, when he saw, I don't know what you are seeing. I don't know the reports that are getting to you. But when he, when he saw, Bible said that he, when he saw the boisterous wind, he was afraid. Just the fear alone was enough to paralyze him and started sinking him. He was floating like stock market. <laughs> and fear made him begin. He began sinking. Fear. Don't be afraid, okay? Don't be afraid. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's a lot going on in your life. Don't be afraid. Jesus, Jesus told Jairus in Mark chapter um, 5, verse 36, fear not. Amen. Only believe. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to, but fear not. Amen. Only believe. Amen. Only believe. Amen. So, to finish this, don't allow your faith to grow weak because as time goes on, the freshness of the word you heard might begin to wane. Some of us, one hour after church, do you understand what I'm saying? Just an hour. Some of us, a day after. Two days after. Why? Because it, it, faith comes. So let, let's look at the text and then I'll end on that. In the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 18, talking about Abraham, that Abraham, contrary to hope, he believed, he hoped that he become the father of according to what was written. Look at verse 19. Him not, oh, not be, ah. Oh, okay. So Abraham also could have been weak in faith. His faith could have been weakened because it's natural. So sometimes that's why you don't have to judge people and say, oh, this one doesn't have faith and speak about a person in a disdainful manner. No, 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 no. Because it's natural for your faith to grow weak. It's supernatural for your faith to grow strong. So now, how do you make your faith grow strong? So it doesn't grow weak. He said, Abraham, talking about Abraham, it not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. Nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Those are the physical evidence that is going to threaten you. There will always be physical evidence, physical situations, practical facts that are going to challenge you that this faith thing will not work for you. All right? Those are the things that will weaken your faith. But you, you have to, in the face of that, defy it and elevate God's faithfulness above the strength of that argument. You have, to, you have to settle this in your heart that God is faithful. God is mighty. God is able. God is willing. And God will do it. So once you settle that, now look at the next verse. Verse 20 says that, he did not waver. Ah, you know, I told you God is a God of promise. Yes. Of, don't, waver means stagger. Today you are not sure if this thing will even work. Uh, should I? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Pastor, please pray for me. I don't know. No. Boost your faith. You need a booster. Go to a preaching message. Read your Bible. Sometimes reading the Bible. Wait, let me add this. Don't wait for crisis. Then in time of crisis, you are trying to look for what? Listen. Keep loading the word in your system. 
so that when crisis comes, the word springs up. But watch this. There are times your faith might be going down and you don't have enough word in your system to hit it. You, some, how many of you have read the Bible and you feel like this thing is not working? <laughs> you are reading it and it's, it's like, you know what? <laughs> oh, do I have a witness in the house? You feel like you want something better. I, I, yeah, no, no, you are not saying God's word is no good, but really, uh, for real, uh, man. <laughs> In times like that, and regularly, what you need is the preaching of God's word. Where somebody is preaching it with anointing, under an anointing, suddenly that word of God becomes like hammer and it breaks through the rock of fear. Yeah. So the preaching of God's word must be held very highly. You have to esteem because it's, it, it is able to take a word and put it on your system. Uh, in, in, introduce it into your system and suddenly, because the word of God is life, life comes and you realize, why am I so worried? Oh, I, I, I believe. Since some of you came to church, right now you feel like you can go and handle that thing. How that happen? They're preaching. The preaching you are hearing. Somebody is taking the word of God with an anointing and bringing the word alive. And the word that comes alive is making you see the possibilities of God all around you. So, you have to go, how do you build your faith strong? Keep hearing preaching. Not every preaching, excuse me. Not every preaching. Seven steps of having a good marriage. Some of those things might not do it. Even when you're having a critical, sometimes you need to hear something about marriage. But when you really need God, you need a raw word anointed preaching the word. The word is being preached. The word is being preached. The word is being preached with power. And you will know some preachings that really do it for you. For your information, it's not every preacher I listen to. No, I just can't. It's not that they are not anointed, but you see, the baby in my womb doesn't live for joy listening to this one. But I'm always listening to preaching. Every day in my life, I'm listening to preaching. I'm listening to preaching. I'm listening to preaching. I'm listening to preaching. Maybe I have to start listening to myself a lot more. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing. So the point I'm making is, Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God. Right? He said, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but what was strong in faith, giving glory. In spite of the negativity around him, he was giving glory. He was giving glory. Praise and worship, he wants to come early, lift his hands, and give glory. He knew that all hope is not gone. I want you to know, life is better when it's lived by faith. It's better you stay in faith and die in faith. Don't run away. When your faith is going low, your faith can be weak. Yesterday you were on fire. Today you can be on water. Tomorrow ice is coming. So what you have to do is find a way of keep flowing, bring it in. Because when your faith says yes, God will not say no. But how can you get your faith to be strong to say the yes? That is what's very important. Keep the word coming. Keep the word coming in. Keep the word coming in. I see somebody's faith growing stronger. So this year, you will make it. This year, you will not suffer defeat. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, 
Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.